0: welcome to the police fit podcast where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health with over 11 years experience in the fitness industry and 17 years service in the military and as a first responder your host brad williams shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Um, Firstly, just before we get started, um, if you don't know already, we've got an app called the Armory app. Okay. It's only $47 a year, um, it's got heaps of training programs, nutrition, meal plans, etc. Basically everything you need is in there. Um, I created it because I know how tough things are for some people financially and I just didn't, I don't want money to be a reason someone can't stay fit, I wanted it to be accessible for all coppers and all applicants, um, which is why the price is so low on it. Um, but I am going to be adding a program in the next, uh, month or so in there, it's going to be an elite program. So for those that are looking to go to a specialist unit, um, to really enhance their fitness take to the next level. And I will be looking for people to help me, um, to basically test the program. I have run it, um, previously with some one-to-one clients, but I just want to test it through the app as well, um, through, through that program. So. If, they, if you are interested in in, um, in being one of the testers for it, you will get it for free. Um, just reach out to me and shoot me a message. There'll be a few caveats, like you will need to be doing at least three, three chin-ups. You will need to be doing at least 30 to 40 push-ups unbroken, um, a plank of at least 61 to 2 minutes unbroken, and a 2.4K run, and you'd want to be doing it in about, 12 minutes, 11, 30 probably 1130 to 12 minutes. If you're above those scores and there's a high chance of you getting injured doing this program, cause it is that next level. Um, but if you are scoring high on that, I'll put a post out, and I'll send out an email, um, just requesting people if they want to, if they want to jump, jump in and trial it. Um, but just, yeah, giving you the early heads ups, so just drop me a message. Um, if you're interested in that. All right. So, With the questions I'm going to cover this week, I put a post up in the groups, uh, I think it was last week, and basically I'm just going to, with the podcast this week, I'm going to do a little bit differently, I'm just going to run through all the responses I got from that post, um, just because it's really beneficial, I think, to serving members and applicants as well, just to give them a a bit of a mindset, a bit of a heads up as to what serving members currently doing the job to stay sane outside the job. So I kind of stuff up the question originally, so... This was my original question for those current serving cops. What do you do outside of work to make you a more effective team member? For example, do you train? What training do you do? Jiu Jitsu? Do you go to the range, personal development, podcasts, books, Etc. What do you do? Give the junior members and applicants in this group some ideas to help them. So I kind of stuffed that question up a bit. What it should have said was basically, and what I was leaning more towards was what do you do outside of the job for enjoyment? or to take your mind off work that is also beneficial to you on the job. Um, so I'm very much very positive work life balance. Um, outside of work should be outside of work, um, or else you are going to burn out. So that's how I should have worded. I worded it wrong. Um, but we got some really good responses. So I'm just going to run through, run through the responses we got and just add my, add my two cents on them, basically. So the first one's from Pete. Um, Basically, martial arts, Muay Thai kickboxing, uh, Zendu Kai, martial arts, and that's karate. Um, I'd recommend aerobic fitness. You're exhausted in a real fight within a minute, and it really helps to have an understanding of grappling. Um, I also used to play rugby union as a forward. Um, good for being able to take a hit and keep going. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the one of the biggest things in when you do get into a wrestle, and I found this especially when I first started jiu-jitsu, and I still do it now because I'm shit. But basically, um, your breathing becomes really labored really quick, and you get out of breath really quick because you haven't been in that position before. So by doing martial arts and constantly putting yourself in that fight-or-flight um, position, you learn how to control your breathing, which is massive, especially if you get into a wrestle with an offender. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of questions here. So I'm going to to spend too much time on each one. So we'll double cover everything. Otherwise, um, next one's from Mark. I like to remember that I'm not a police officer. My job is a police officer. I train at the gym and run other than that. I try and switch off from work completely. Now I fucking love this. So listen to this people. I like to remember that I'm not a police officer. My job is a police officer. So I see this a lot, especially when I was in the army um in the cops and the other forays is is people identify as the role like i was always brad i was always brad and then when i become a husband i was brad i was a husband and then when i become a parent i was brad a husband and a parent Um, that's who that's who i am as a person i'm not i'm not a firefighter as a person that's my job Um, that's what i do to create an income create a lifestyle for my family that's not who i am as a person you got to remember that. Your job is not who you are as a person. It it does not mold is not the right word, but that's you're a police officer when you're on shift. Outside of that, yeah, they say you're on duty twenty-four-seven. But if you've always got that mindset of I'm a cop, I'm a cop, I'm always on duty, then you're gonna fucking burn out. Okay, remember that you're you're not a police officer. Your job's a police officer. Now I know it's gonna that's probably gonna upset some people that are fucking. Really, balls deep in the job, and that's all they think about twenty four seven. But you'll find like those people, a lot of the people that do that generally don't have a very healthy, healthy social life, healthy coping mechanisms, healthy, you know, fitness. Um, you know, so just just saying to remember, like it's, and and a lot of people that a lot of people that identify as the job. Um, really struggle when it's not there anymore because they've identified as it for so long. When it's not there, whether it's due to illness or they retire or they quit or get sacked or whatever it is, they really, really struggle because they've they've just identified as being a police officer, not as a person, not as who they are. Um, so it's just something to really think about. Um, yeah, I've always I've always had it as yeah you know, that's my job, that's my you know nine to five but it's not who I am as a person. Okay. Um, next one's from Amy. Uh, it's a bit of a longer one. I used to train BJJ and do occasionally go to the indoor pistol range. Um, I have a Kindle full of developmental reading, uh, strong mind, strong body, not just for yourself with your colleagues. Um, and then I just want to add things like jujitsu and pistol shooting. also her Zen. Um, so stuff that, it just so happens that it's also good for my job. Um, I've always subscribed to the opinion that my job is just that a job somewhere. I go for eight, sometimes more hours a day, do my work, get paid. then I go home. I don't eat, sleep, breathe shit and drink the job. That's not healthy. Um, I think there are a lot of coppers who struggle with loss of identity when they retire or resign because they gave themselves over to being, to be in the job. Don't do that. Okay. Thank you very much for that, Amy. Cause that's what I was trying to fucking say before, a loss of identity. Um, I don't know if you heard me stuttering a bit before, but that's what I was trying to, trying to explain that loss of identity. Um, yes, spot on. And yeah, and that's just basically what I was saying. What I was trying to explain before about that loss of identity is they retire or resign, and that's all they fucking know. That's all they've done. That's all they ever think about. Yeah. They don't, they literally go home, sleep, go back to work. Um, it's a job. It's a job. And at the end of the day too, like as much as a, as much as I hate to say this, you, you just a fucking number. Like if you, 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 your, your work colleagues care about you, but the organization doesn't. Now I say that in a way that if you were to die going home today, all right, there'll be someone doing your job tomorrow. Okay. The organization, the higher up, they don't give a fucking shit. You're just a number on a bit of paper. Okay. So just think about that and remember that, you know, when it does come time to, okay, I'm going to take that overtime shift from, I'm going to go to that, that family gathering or, you know, what, what am I giving up to be at work? Okay. So just think about that. You're a number. Yes. Your colleagues and people you work next to, etc. If something happens to you, they're going to miss you obviously, but right, the organization as a whole, I know it sounds harsh, but they do not give a fuck. There'll be someone to take your spot tomorrow. You're a number on a bit of sheet, okay? So just just think about that when you're putting the job before your family, okay? I I've never done it. I never want to do it. You know, I've always. I the last time I took overtime, so at work we get we get overtime like you're at work because someone didn't rock up. You need to have numbers there. That that's fine. You're stuck there, but the and this and this isn't for everyone. This is fine. But last time I took overtime was four years ago, I think I was sitting on the couch with my wife and we we're about to watch a movie. And they rang up and said, Hey mate, do you want to come in for a shift? And I was like, looked at the wife. She's like, Oh, if you want to, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go in there. It's really good money. So anyway, so on the way I was driving in there. I just got really upset with myself. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I would a hundred percent, no money in the world can take back that night. I lost with Loz, Um, and just watching that movie. And, and, and then, and like, you can always make more money. You can't make more time. And I remember driving to work that night and the first thing I did when I got to work, I said to the boss said, Hey, how do I take myself off the um, overtime list? Because you know, it's just, it's not worth it. Like yeah, financially, I understand some people um, might need to do it and that's fine. If you've got your reasons, that's fine. But just, just think about that. You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. Um, the next one's from Michael. As someone who trains Jiu Jitsu, but still applying, I can hundred percent say it lends itself to LEO activities. Uh, Bales commented on that and said, and he's got a very good point here until you do a move that isn't taught and you injure, injure a grub or an offender. Um, and you're suddenly thrown under the bus for doing things that not, might not be taught by the job. Okay. That's very, that's a very good, um, very good comment to make. Now, now, I did a podcast a while ago just on what is the best martial arts for police officers to train and I kind of ran through them all and at the end of the day, sorry about that guys, my kids just uh, interrupted. Um, yeah, so basically, the the when I did that podcast, I ran through all the different martial arts to train and basically come down to jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is the best one to train. Realistically, the best one to train is the one you're going to stick to um, but as far as... Um, training and application of the job jujitsu is definitely the the best one um and and with michael's point here about um doing something that you're not taught and you injure someone um that can that's like anything basically like if you if you do something if you yeah and, and it all comes down to use of force so i pretty much when i was arresting someone if 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 it got violent to get them into cuffs, pretty much my mindset was like, I had to do what I needed to to get them into cuffs. And then once they were in cuffs, that, that was it. And everything I did, I could explain um, to my superiors if I got questioned about it. Why would you do this? Because I was trying to achieve this. Now, the only time I did kind of um, handle someone pretty aggressively when they were cuffed is because they, um, they said they were going to spit on me, basically, and made that like spit noise. And I kind of, I you were standing up, and I just tripped him up and put him onto the ground, um, face down onto the onto the dirt, pretty much. And I, afterwards, I explained that to him. I said, "Mate, I said like you you did that to yourself." And he, and he apologized to me. So that was the only time I ever really, I ever went um, aggressively hands on with someone that was already cuffed. Um, but there was a reason behind that. Now, I'm not going to tell what you can and can't do in different situations, but just be mindful. Um, Especially when someone's cuffed, um, that's where that's where a lot of complaints come from. I think, um, people probably being a bit too forceful. Um, a lot of a lot of older crooks are, they're very respectful. Um, in like you'll get into a bit of a wrestle, etc., and that's fine, but like anything, anything done after they're in cuffs, um, will upset them. Um, so basically, you just need to be mindful mindful of that and you shouldn't like if someone's on if someone's if someone's cuffed and they're under control you shouldn't be doing anything anyways um it's just going to get yourself in trouble but basically yeah if you, if you do something just on what michael said like if, if you do something that's outside of what you've been shown regardless of what you know um you're you're going to get yourself in trouble and at the end of the day you, you will get thrown under the bus by the organization you work for because they're, they're going to turn around and be like oh we didn't teach them that so they've gone outside their their scope of practice right, or so else it's going to leave you out to dry so just just something to think about um insane that's not it's not a reason to obviously not train any martial arts um but yeah just just understand you will get scrutinized so make sure whatever you do and that goes for anything whether you do train or don't train you will be scrutinizing what you do especially if you go hands-on um not saying don't go hands-on like i fucking went hands-on all the time because you know uh, and i, I caps can spread so many fucking people because it was one of those things where they threatened, they, they threatened me. Um, spray is a good way to neutralize the threat. Okay. Without causing him injury, without causing myself injury. Um, it, it was my life. It was my weapon of choice basically. Um, but yeah, you just gotta, you gotta remember like go hands on when you need to go hands on, um, and do what you need to do to get them in cusp, but be super mindful of how you treat the person, um, post arrest and also, you know, what you're doing to, what you're doing to achieve, what outcome, okay, is it probably the best way to say, but you'll, you'll get taught all that through the academy, and if you're a cop, and you don't know what I'm talking about, then fucking have a look in the mirror, but basically, you, you will get shown it all, um, the d- defensive tactics you get taught at the academy are fucking horrendously shit, um, like we, we learnt like some wrist lock bullshit for like a, a compliant subject when they, if they're compliant like you don't need to fucking wrist lock them anyways it's like some years you know, people that see it, the answers do it to people they are those weird wrist thing to drunk people um it was basically that and like after training jujitsu for a few years like it the shit they showed us is not isn't gonna work and it doesn't work the only time it does work is when you got the blue octopus so there's like fucking eight coppers under one that's the only time it really works but one-on-one two-on-one it's it's a real struggle Um, right. Next one's from Janella. It's easy to shut off after your shift. I wind down by going for a run or doing a gym session. I also walk my dogs, do the gardening to relax. Um, in this weather, I'm assuming it's cold where she is a nice fire with a glass of wine with the hubby. Sometimes catch up with coffee with Cruz. Um, really good. Uh, just something to be mindful of here. Um, I'll I'll do it with lot. Sometimes we'll have like a date night or whatever. we will sit down and have a drink with her. But if it's like, if you're having a drink, if you're having a drink every Friday, because it's Friday, that's something you need to, you need to look at. If, If you're, you know, if it's, if it is just relaxing, um, then that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But just be mindful of when you're doing it to relax or when you're doing it because you've gone to a shit job, right? And it's something that's out of the, out of the ordinary and something that's not a great coping mechanism. Um, the next one's from Bob. So this is what, this is what, um, this is what prompted me to kind of revisit the question I asked. So Bob said, I do nothing for the job outside of work. As I give my all there, I have a family, hubby and children and grandchildren, friends, and they are my life outside the job. So yeah, perfect. So what I wasn't, yeah, so I did, I did, I did write the question wrong. Um, it should have been what do you do outside of the job for yourself? That also benefits, um, benefits you at work, but yeah, great. Just remember, like when you go home, go home. Um, next one's from Matthew, I do BJJ and sometimes shooting. Um, yep. So a very common theme here with jujitsu, super popular, super popular. Now the next one's from Gavin. Mm-hmm. I do things like shooting, scuba diving, jet ski, dirt bike riding. It makes me switch off and rejuvenate, which in turn makes me a better person when I'm back on shift. You must do things away from the usual work setting. You can't sit at home. It's important for your mental state of mind to go out and do anything unrelated to the job. Some cops are married to the job, which is quite sad, really. Uh, There is a difference between loving what you do and committing your life to it. So just touching on that point again, like, yeah i understand it's just a job right so i really like the how you mentioned here about switching off so one thing i love about jujitsu is that whilst you're doing it like you you literally cannot fucking think about anything else like um same as like downhill mountain bike riding or just mountain bike riding through like a good track you literally cannot think about anything else because it's it's too dangerous otherwise and, and with jujitsu especially like when you're in between roles, you can you maybe you're thinking about stresses at home or fucking whatever it is, but as soon as you slap hands and you go with that other person, like regardless of what stresses you have outside of out of the gym in life and work or whatever it is, you physically cannot fucking think about anything else. Like maybe maybe if you're a if you're a high belt rolling with me, you can think about whatever you want, it doesn't really matter. But for me, I, I physically cannot fucking think about anything else like that. The only thing I can think about in that time is that role and it's just it's very, it's very relaxing. It, it brings a, a calmness. Um, yeah, it's fucking super hard to explain unless you do it. But um, things like yeah, like scuba diving, dirt bike riding, etc. That those are all things where at the time when you're doing it, right, you, that's the only thing you can be thinking about, and, they, and they're great to to help you from switch off and you know doing something you enjoy. So the next one's from Heisen. I keep a regular exercise regime now in hindsight. I wish I'd have done that since I came on being on the street this last 13 years. I, I feel it's been a benefit family and life will get in the way of that. Not a bad thing, but I definitely just keeping it a priority. Um, I fucking love this because so many people join the job, get to a, get to a decent level of fitness. Um, probably for a lot of people, the fittest they have ever been to get in the job, And then once they get in the job, it just, it falls to the wayside, whether they didn't create habits beforehand of you know, going to the gym, eating well, it was kind of like forced upon them to get into the job, right? Or maybe they get into the job and they are just so, the the first 12 months is fucking stressful. Like it becomes a really enjoyable job once you start, start understanding what you're doing, why you can do things. um, And you get that confidence, it becomes a really enjoyable job. But up until then, it's super fucking stressful. You're constantly thinking about, Okay, what can I do here? What, what if this happens? What if that happens? How am I going to react? You know, you don't have all those experiences yet. Um, so, but if you, that's why it's super important. Like before you get in to make sure you already have a good habit of training, eating well, because at the end of the day, once it gets stressful, once it gets hard, once you start doing your shift work and get tired, you're going to fall back to what you know. And if you don't know training, if you don't know eating well, if they're not habits for you already, you're going to slip back into what you know which is not training, eating shit, okay? So you need to make sure that before you get in, you really, really work on those training and those, and those nutritional habits so that they are the second nature. They are habits so that when it does get hard, when you do get tired, when you are stressed, okay, you fall back to those habits, which are good habits. Uh, the next one's from Loney. Two things, the job will always want more from you. Give yourself a break. It's a marathon, not a sprint take your days off and don't burn out quickly working excessive OT. Number two, find an exercise you enjoy and make it a priority, whatever that looks like. Okay, perfect. So same thing again, the super common theme here about, you know, looking after yourself, don't break yourself for the job. Um, you know, finding, finding exercise you enjoy and make it a priority whatever that looks like. Um, someone else mentions it again later on, but basically if you, if you don't enjoy it, you won't do it. Okay. Regardless of what it is like for me, if I'm training for a specific event or something, generally that training, I enjoy the training because I know it's for something, but that's not training I would continually do like for myself, the training I really enjoy is that, Hypertrophy training that I've been doing for years. Um, so when I am, when I am stressed and when I fall back to going through a cycle of training, just to, just to purely enjoy it, nothing else, not looking at any kind of set end goal, I, I revert back to a hypertrophy training. Um, but it's super important to find something you enjoy because at the end of the day, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to stick to it. Like you can stick to things that you don't enjoy for a set period of time for a specific outcome or a specific goal, right? but you won't stick to it long-term and you won't see long-term results. Okay, so that's something to think about. Um, Road orienteering, and triathlons. Triathlons have become super popular lately, which is awesome. Um, it used to be something that only the, the more elite fitness levels would do, but they started bringing in, and I, and I I say they started bringing in, but they've probably been around for ages. It was like smaller, you know, sprint triathlons where it's like, a, I think one was like, maybe a, a, K, a K swim, a 5K run, and then maybe like a 20K ride or something, um, which which are really, really good. Uh, the next one's from Dino. Dry, dry fire practice every day. Um, if you got the time, practice clearing small rooms with a friend. Uh, play the what if game when you see something. Find a stress reliever. Prioritize family and screw over time. Um, so yeah, and this thing I mentioned again, like I love the finding the stress reliever and prioritizing family and remember, you can always earn more money. You can never earn more time. So it's just something to think about. And when I make decisions in my life about, you know, if I'm going to do work or, you know, especially with the business, like, am I going to, am I going to bring on another coach to help me or am I going to do all the work myself? I sit there and think about, okay, how much, how much time is this going to take away from my family? Okay, and what, what, what is that time worth to me? Because you can always make more money, you can't make more time, okay? Um, uh, all right, the next one's from Grant. Krav Maga, hands down Krav, has saved my ass more times than what the cops have ever taught me. Um, yeah, spot on. Whatever the cops teach you is basically pretty shit. Um, they are getting better. They, there are some places that are incorporating some, um, jujitsu and ground, ground fighting, ground wrestling, um, which is great to see, Right, but it's, uh, it's still very basic and you don't, and even if you get taught, if, say, if they did do a specific program at recruits, it's something that needs to be ongoing and ongoing training. Like, um, yeah, just cause you get shown it, you know, I've been training for five or six years now. And you know, if I go, if I go on holidays for four weeks and don't train, I come back and forget how to fucking tie my belt. So it's something that you need to stay on top of. You need to stay consistent with. Uh, the next one's from Mark. Uh, I'm off the street now, but for my part, number one, when leaving work, leave work. Don't take it home and don't think about it. I fucking hope that's in everyone's brain by now, because I think every second person said it. Um, you know, and he goes on to say, "You're a son, brother, sister, father, mother, etc." First and foremost and a copper second spot on. Um, Ride to and from work, I love that. If you're in a position to where you can ride to and from work, do it because at the end of the day, if something happens at work, you have fucking a shitload of overtime and you miss your training session, you're still getting in that movement for the day. Uh, And last one, stretch warm down in the work gym and then meditate. Um, Love it. Um, That's from Mark Thomas, I will say his full name because he's very, very, um, very heavy on social media. Um, go check him out if you haven't Talks a lot about mental health. Um, really, really smart, really intelligent. Um, really good guy. So go check him out. Mark Thomas, um, Alexander trained BJJ, um, M training, Muay Thai, kickboxing training for a marathon. Hopefully hope, I for a marathon, hopefully, and regular gym going keep myself busy gives me time gives me me time from being a full-time police officer full-time mum and wife now i love that because at the end of the day having me time looks different for a lot of people so me time can look different different for a lot of people now i i love that and i've noticed a lot um at the moment being away with the family is that we're with each other twenty four seven, so we don't get a lot of me time. Um, so every time we get somewhere, I'll sign up to the gym there. The wife will sign up as well. So we still get that with that hour a day where it's just to ourselves. We're going to the gym. We're training. We're putting ourselves under stress or under pressure, which is good for the body. Um, but it's that it's that me time. It's that time away. And the um, funny the other day, uh, we we left a place and drove an hour to a new place, and my daughter left one of her teddies at the campsite straight away i was like i'll drive back i'll drive back so it was just two hours in the car by myself eating some chips <laughs> drinking a drink listening to a podcast just driving just two hours by myself and i fucking loved every single minute of it like two things i love in this world i love hanging out with my family and then i also love not hanging out with my family that <laughs> it sounds, it sounds harsh but it's it's so important to have have time to yourself doing things that you enjoy um because at the end of the day if you don't take time to yourself and you're not giving yourself the ability to be, to be the best version of yourself, then, then you're not giving your family the best version of yourself. And I think you're doing them a massive disservice. And like, I talk about this a lot. I know mums feel guilty of it, especially I'm um, talking to a lot of mums that I've been training them. And basically it's that guilt of taking that time to themselves to work on their fitness. And I'm like, it's more, I look at it this way. I think it's more selfish not to look after yourself, not to work on your fitness, not to take that hour, hour a day away from the family to look after yourself. That's more selfish than it is to not do that because at the end of the day, if you don't do that and you're falling into bad habits, bad eating habits, bad training habits, then what do you think your kids are looking at? What do you think you're showing your kids? You're showing them that bad eating habits, those bad training habits. Even if you're not saying it to them, saying it to them, they pick up on it. They see it. So people, people don't want to take time away from their family to train and better themselves. Cause sometimes they think it's selfish, but it's selfish if you don't do that. If you don't do it, you're not rocking up, you know, you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to be, to be the best parent, to be, you know, the most energetic, the most healthy that you can be and be around for as long as you can be for your family. So I think it's vital to make sure you have that, that me time and, and, and take time to reset so you can come back and be the best person possible. Um now the last one's from Delta. Train jiu-jitsu or some other form of combat sport. It's always it's about way more than just fighting. Uh you won't know until you do it. I'm gonna he has a few really good points here, so I'm gonna break them down individually. So just on that one spot on. So one thing about Jitsu is it if you stick, if you stick with jujitsu for long enough to get okay at it, um, your mindset, your level of resilience is so much fucking higher. And the reason for this is, is it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I've been doing it for five or six years now. And I'm like, I'm getting better, and I'd fucking want to hope I'm getting better. Like, if you've been training for five or six years, you're not getting better, then you're doing something wrong. But, you know, I still I still go there and I still get fucking towered up every single session. Like there's there's people that I do there's people that I do well against, and there's people that just fucking tower me up. And it's so humbling, and it's just that that level of it teaches you that level of resilience. And what it also does, and I don't think People really talk about this too much. Is it? It teaches you. It teaches you to sh- extract those little wins, those little wins, and 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 turn them into big wins. So, I'll just use this as an example. I'll, I was training with a black belt um, a while. I think it was about a year ago now, um, and he's ex- extremely good, obviously, because he's a black belt. Now, he was taking it really easy on me, which is super super grateful. And what you'll find is when you when you do jiu jitsu or any martial arts? I can't can't speak for other martial arts, but basically, um, what what the higher belts generally will will try and do, or what what I feel they try and do, and what they've told me they try and do, is basically they'll, they'll train it at a level just above you, um, because at the end of the day, they can just fucking squash you into the mat for that five minute roll, ten minute roll, or whatever you're doing, and you're not going to learn anything, okay? Um, so so what they what they're trying to do, is trying to teach you by you know training a little bit a little bit higher than the level you're at, you know. And so I was, I was rolling with this black belt and I got a sweep on him and I say, i got a sweep on him, but basically he let me sweep him because he was taking it really easy on me. And then the next time we rolled and I, and I felt, I like, I felt, I felt good about it because it was a sweep that I've been trying to do for ages and I finally got it. Um, but what I felt even better about was the next week when I rolled with that same black belt, I could feel he stepped it up a level and it's just those little wins, those, those little wins where and obviously fucking smash me again but it's those little wins where you can feel oh, okay he is I've gotten better because they've stepped it up a little when you feel when you can feel those people that are above you when you can feel them you know, increasing intensity it, it, it's a it's a it's a bit of a feedback mechanism that that you're getting better um, which is what you want, obviously. So it's about just taking those little wins, you know, maybe you got out of a really shit position obviously you just got smashed the whole time, but there was one particular position you got stuck in, you managed to get out of it. All right. And that, and that's a little win. So I think jujitsu obviously teach you a lot of resilience, but it also teaches you to take the little wins out of life. Um, and yeah, and you can, you can take that over to just everyday life off the mats. Okay. But it's just something to, to think about and something that, um, that it teaches you. I don't think people will talk about often enough. Um, You know, people really, and I, I don't, I don't really either, but you know, it's about people talk a lot about the resilience that it gives you, um, you know, just constantly being, being smashed, which it does. But I, I think it also one big thing that people, people probably forget to mention or don't think about too much is just how, how it teaches you to take those little wins away, take those little wins away from the mat, understand. Okay. I'm, you know, overall I'm still fucking shit at it, but I'm getting better. I can, I can do this little thing now that I couldn't do before. And you know, in life, everything's about those little steps, those little progressions, you know, people, people get upset because they haven't lost fucking 20 kilos in two weeks. Okay. But you know, maybe you didn't lose any weight in two weeks, but okay. Your lunch, your lunchtime meals for that whole week. Okay. They're all good. They all, they all had greens in them. They all had protein in them. You know, so it's those wins that go along, along the way. So Jiu is really good at teaching you that. Um, the next part is exercise regularly, uh, bodybuilding, CrossFit, powerlifting, whatever. The best exercise is the kind you will actually do spot on. I spoke about that before. Um, you know, there's no point if you love doing CrossFit training, just doing bodybuilding training, or HIT classes. Um, you know, whatever whatever the exercises you actually do, that's what you need to be doing. Um, unless, obviously, the only caveat to that is like. If you're a, if you're a powerlifter and you're trying to get a specialist unit that involves a lot of cardio, body weight, exercise, et cetera, then yep. You need to change your training. All right. Next point he brought up was eat healthy. You can't help anyone if you're not fit hundred percent fucking spot on. Um, stay up to date on case law. Um, that's a good one. Just know, just understand what you can and what you can't do always. Um, this is a great one. Not everyone is a gun guy, but make sure you're proficient with all the tools and weapon systems. If you carry it, own it. So yeah, spot on. So I like, even though being in the army and then the police with the critical incident response team, um, I enjoy shooting guns. I enjoy carrying them, but I'm not like a gun guy. Like I never went to a range outside of work. Um, I've never been super, you know, into guns, but, very proficient at them, understand how they work, understand how they shoot them. I know I'm a good shot. Okay. So you don't need to, as you said, like not everyone has gun guy. For a lot of people, the only time they have ever touch a gun is when they join the job. The only time they ever will touch a gun is when they're at work. Okay. And that's fine. But make sure you're proficient with it. Make sure you know how to use it. Okay. Because hopefully you'll never have to use it. Like if you're in Australia, the chances are you're going to use it. Very, very fucking slim. Okay. But, if you do have to use it, make sure you know how to use it. Um, and last one he brings up is most importantly, don't hang out with cops outside of work unless you're actually friends. And if you do don't talk about work. Um, so what you will find is a lot of your, a lot of your friends, a lot of your, if you've, uh, if you're a cop in the town that you grew up in, okay. A lot of your friends, that you hang out with probably won't be cops cause you've got your school friends and all that kind of shit. But if you move to somewhere, you know, for me, I moved down to Victoria. A lot of my friends are cops. Um, because that's who I met through work. Like I didn't have any friends down here when I moved down here, I had my brother down here and that, and that's how I kind of built my social network was through work. Um, and you will, you will talk shop hundred percent, but don't, don't let it be the only thing you ever talk about. Okay. So but having friends out, having cop friends outside of work is, is fine. And as you said, like actually be, fr- actually make sure they're your friends. Like don't just fucking hang out with them because they're cops. Um, you know, hang out. Think, 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 okay. If I didn't work with this person, would I still hang out with them? Yes or no? Okay. So yeah, it's just something to think about. And if you, if you live, if you work where you grew up, that's a lot easier. If you move somewhere for that employment, for that job, um, then you are going to hang out with people you work with. It's just natural, um, like any job you would go to. Um, but yeah, just do other things, do other social activities, um, find other social networks as well, which can benefit you. Um, some, some coppers love talking about work outside of work. Um, for me, I don't, yeah, we, 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 we would do it. We're still so group of us catch up now, half of us have actually, are actually fire now not cops anymore. So it's pretty funny um and we'll, we'll shoot the shit we'll talk about work a little bit but nothing nothing too intense and nothing too in depth so um that wraps it up <coughs> oh sorry i forgot to mention too um check out the sponsor of the podcast sorry guys at um at three zero coffees um go go check them out i'm actually having one of their coffees right now um three zero coffee they uh, they're a team of first responders that are helping out first responders so check out the coffees Use Three Zeros Police Fit for 10% off your order. Their coffees are fucking amazing and all their apparel is really good as well. Um, so yeah, that, that wraps up the podcast. So I hope this gives you some ideas or some thoughts about what you can do outside of work to kind of take your mind off of work. So I think a lot of the a lot of the feedback there was when you leave work, leave work. Family always comes first and train jujitsu. Okay, there are the three main takeaways. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? The more people we can get it in front of, the more people we can help. Now, on that too, if you've got any questions at all, please shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll cover it off in the podcast. I'll give you the most amount of information that I can. And please, if you need help with your fitness, training, mindset, anything, please reach out and ask me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you out. You just need to ask. Thanks, guys.